Isaiah 45, we've been using that as a, a springboard. Uh, he's talking to Cyrus, who's going to become king. And I'll give thee the treasures of darkness out of hidden treasures of secret places, that, they, that thou may knowest that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, and the God of Israel. He said, I'll give you the treasures out of the darkness. I remember when I was little, I loved to lay on the ground and look up at the night sky when it was clear and see the stars and point out all the different uh, stars, the big different, a little different. I loved doing that. And I just got a big kick laying out on the ground looking at them. But you can't do that in the city because there's city lights. Kinds of dims the view. It was dark outside then. All the lights were turned off. It was looking up. It's good to see God's handiwork when you look up in the sky and see the stars. Looking back on there that I realized the only way you can see all the stars you had to be in the dark. Do you know that you and I are called to be the uh, uh, light of this world according to Philippians in the midst of this crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. We're to let the gospel light shine through us before the world today. And listen, the only way that lost people are ever going to see the light, this gospel is in you, is they're going to have to be in a dark place to see it. And you're going to have to be willing to get close enough to them to shine in a dark place where they're at. We've been preaching out of the darkness for the last three or four weeks. That will help lives, and I think it has been, and it's helped mine. But tonight I want to look at it a little different. We've been preaching on out of the darkness that will help the saint of God. Tonight I want to look at it in a little different way. You know that people that go through dark places in their lives as well as you and I do, even the lost people, go through the same things that people that are saved go through. They go through divorces, they go through sickness, and they go through financial struggles and struggles in life. They stand beside a, a grave and cry for the ones that their love is gone. The sad part of it is they don't have what you have. When you go through all that darkness, they don't have the Lord Jesus Christ to help them through it. I don't know how lost people make it in this world. I really don't. I don't know how they can do it. So tonight I want to look at a dark place for this person tonight, Genesis 41. Looking at Genesis 41. And I want to look at this dark place that this person is in and what does he need in that dark place that you and I can help this person out. Like I said, you're not the only one to go through the darkness. There are lost people that goes through the darkness. 
And they need some things from you and I to help them through the darkness. Uh, Genesis 41 and verse 1, And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river. And behold, there came up out of the river seven well-favored kinds that fatted flesh, and they fed in the meadows. And behold, seven other kind came up out of them, out of the river, ill-favored, lean flesh, and stood by the other kind upon the brink of the river. And the ill-favored and the lean flesh kind did eat up the seven well-favored and fat kind. So Pharaoh woke, and he slept and dreamed the second time. And behold, seven years of corn came upon out of the stalk, ranked and good. And behold, seven ears of blast, blast, and with the east wind sprung up after them. And after the seven years, the thin ears devoured the seven ranks and full ears. And Pharaoh woke, and behold, it was a dream. And it came to pass. Now, this, this, this is what lost people do. I want you to get this too. This is what lost people think. This is what lost people do. And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled and he sent to call for all the musicians. He's he, he calling for the, all the wrong people. The musicians of Egypt and all the wise men of thereof. And Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Then spake the chief, butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my fault this day. Remember, he was in prison, and he had a dream, and the butler had a dream. Both told Joseph the dream that one would die, and one would be restored to his job. Pharaoh was wroth with his servant and put, and put me in word into the captains of the guards and house, both me and the chief baker. And he dreamed a dream in one, in one night, and he I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dreams. And there was there with a young man, an Hebrew servant, to the captain of the guards, and we told him, and he interpreted us our dream to each man according to his dream he interpreted. And it came to pass that he interpreted to us. So it was with me he restored unto me my, unto mine office, and him he hanged. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon and shaved himself and changed his raiment and came unto Pharaoh. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, we just ask you to touch the words. Help us to be what we need to be, Lord. And Lord, just uh, guide our hearts tonight, Lord, that we may be what we need to be in this lost and dying world. We'll praise and glorify you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I'm looking at what this Pharaoh, he had a dream. And he couldn't understand it. He didn't know what to do with this dream. Uh, and it, and it kind of upset him and, and made him uh, uh, kind of worried about it. So he called the people that he normally would call uh, to, to interpret this dream. You know, we do the same thing. Sinners of this world do the same thing. When something happens to them, they don't call on somebody that knows God. They call on the bottle. They call on a pill. They call on all those things except the thing they need. But this man needed somebody that was going to give him the answers that he needed. Joseph was just the man to give him the answers that he needed. Looking at what does a lost person need in a dark place is an answer. Someone with an answer. Here Pharaoh has a dream. These dreams has troubled him and he's in a dark place. 
And he needed someone among all his people to give him an answer that he doesn't know what it means. How do I make this right? So he came. In verse 8, he called on all those his spirit was troubled. He called on the musicians of Egypt and all the wise men of Pharaoh. And none of them can interpret the dream that Pharaoh had. He is doing the only thing that he knows to do. Call on these people to help him. And all he wants is an answer. An answer of peace. I need somebody that can help me in this dark place that I'm in. I need some answers to what is going on in my life. I need some light to shine on in this dark place that I'm in right now. But all he does is turn to lost people that have no answer. He turns to musicians and he wants somebody to show and wave a wand just to make it magically go away. And they cannot do that. That's the exact same lost people do. They want somebody to wave a wand, make their, make their troubles go away, make their problems go away. They turn to TV. They, they turn to all kinds of things to make their problems go away. They're, they're looking for an answer that people that don't, of this world that don't know Jesus Christ as a Savior that cannot give them the answer that he needed. They, they may look for a bottle to drown their sorrows. The problem is when you drown your sorrows tonight, when you wake up in the morning, you got a headache and your sorrows are still there. They have not gone nowhere. I, I, I understand some people turn to a fix. They shoot up. And they get high and they don't know nothing. They don't care about nothing. They don't feel no pain. But the next day, their troubles are still there. And it takes more and more and more of all these things to get you to that high that you don't know the problems in your life anymore. But when you come crashing down, they're still there. They're looking for somebody that's got an answer that's not in a bottle, that's not in a pill, that's not in a needle. They need somebody that can give them an answer to help them walk out of that dark place. There may be some of you here this morning that's been running around in the dark looking for that next drink yourself, that next fix yourself. And, and you're trying to hide in that dark place, hoping in, uh, that it would not, uh, it'll get you to the next day. Only to wake up and there it is. Do you realize a drunk will always turn to another drunkard for answers? An addict will always turn to another addict for answers? And all it does is put some mask on your problems and covers it up for a while. And you feel good about yourself right then and there. And then it goes away. They're going to have a bad day and go to the doctor. All the doctor does is gives them a pill. We're, we're, we're a nation that is functioning addicts today. 
Every time I go to the doctor, what's wrong? You want a pill? No, I don't want pills. I'm trying to eliminate what I've got taken. I don't like to take pills. Listen, you're not the only person that goes through dark places in your life. We need answers. But oh, thank God in darkness, right here in the midst of his messed up place, there's somebody that who has answers. There's somebody that's going to give him some help in this thing. And verse 15, and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I had a dream, a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I've heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. He's ha he has someone that can give him an answer. Verse 16, and Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It's not me. <laughs> I'm not the one. God shall give Pharaoh the answer to peace. Joseph says that it's not me, but I know someone that has the answer to your problem, to your situation. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Talking about in your everyday living in your job, in schools, wherever you get, and you're constantly going around being around people after people, bumping into people everywhere you go. They have no answers of what's going on in the life, and they need to see someone that has an answer. They're looking in all the wrong places. And when they come your way, you need to say, Hey, I know someone that has an answer for you. And his name is Jesus Christ. I know the way maker. I know the chain breaker. Amen. I know the peace giver. And his name is Jesus Christ. I am glad that I have an answer today. I'm not like the world. They don't have an answer. They don't know my God. I know somebody that can provide an answer for you in your dark place that you're at. I know a man that can take a broken heart and mend it. If your life is out of control, he can help it. If Jesus and he can provide the answer that you're looking for today, I don't, I don't know all the tests that are coming ahead of us. I have no idea, but I do know the one that has the answer to every test that you're going to face in your life. And his name is Jesus. Uh, turn to Daniel chapter 2. I want to see a comparison to this. Daniel chapter 2. Pharaoh has seen a dream, and he, and he told the, the people that he gathered around him the dream, and they, he wanted an interpretation of his dream, but they could not interpret it. Look at Daniel chapter 2, verse 1. And in the second year of reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed a dream within wherewith his spirit was troubled. I mean, he, he, he's troubled over this. And his sleep broke from him. He, he woke out of his sleep. 
He does the same thing that this Pharaoh guy does because that's all he knows to do. He's lost. I preach against sin. But I don't preach to the sinners. I preach to the saints of God. I preach against drinking. I don't believe Christians should be sitting around drinking, amen? I, I don't believe that. I preach against lying, stealing, cheating, and running around to the saints of God, not to the lost. Because the lost do it because that's all they know what to do. And if you're still in the dark, that's all you know what to do. Aren't you glad somebody showed up in your darkness with an answer that got you out of the darkness that can fix your problem that you're going through? Amen. Now here is the problem of Nebuchadnezzar. He said that his spirit was troubled that he can't remember the dream. This when the king called his musicians and the astrologers and the sources and the Chaldeans to show up for his dream. But so they came and stood before him, the king, and the king said unto them, I had a dream, a dream that my spirit was troubled to know the dream. He said, I had a dream, but I can't remember what the dream was. So not only do I need you to interpret what the dream was, but I also need you to tell me what the dream was. <laughs> These boys probably say, yeah, this boy's wacko. <laughs> he dreamed it and he can't remember. How am I supposed to remember it? But they said, there's one. <laughs> they said, you got some hard questions. They'll look at you and say, well, tell me this. Tell me why. The only thing you can do is do what Daniel did. Verse 27. Daniel answered the presence of the king and said, the, the secret which the king hath dreamed demanded cannot be the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, or the soothsayers show unto the king. Daniel said, all these people you keep running to to solve your problems, and they can't give you an answer. Verse 28, but there's a God in heaven. But there's a God in heaven. I know the one that has an answer. But there's a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known unto the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be the latter days. You say, what does that have to do with me? Remember I said you got to let your light shine. You are a Daniel in this world today. You are a Joseph in this world today. God will bring you and your life contact with people that are in a dark place and God wants your light to shine before them. And God wants you to give them the answer that they're looking in a dark place. They're running around searching here and there. They're not getting any ground. They're not getting any better. But you have the answer for them. You can show them the light. You can give them the answer. 
The question to you is, are you ready to give a lost person in the dark an answer tonight? Are you ready? They have tried everywhere else on the job. They came to you and said, I'm having a bad day. You're the kind of person that can jump up and say, I've got an answer for that. Put this verse to memory. Put it to memory. We talked about this verse the other night. 1 Peter 3.15 But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you the reason, the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. God said you should be ready to give an answer to everyone that comes to you that's seeking something. Everyone that comes to you that's in the dark. God says you are a child of God. There's a light inside of you that you need to let it shine and be ready to give an answer. Has anybody ever come to you as a child of God and they know what you have gone through and come up to you and say, how in the world did you make it through that? How, how, how did you make it through a death of a grandchild? How, how can you still sing the songs? How can you still have a smile on your face? How can you go through that when something like that happened to you? I know a man that has an answer. I know a man that has the answers. That's what the lost people are looking for, someone with an answer to give them. And you are the only ones that can give, you, the only, you are the only ones that can give it to them. And you need to be ready to give that account, give that answer. Say, Lord, help me to be the one, help my light to shine so that people that are lost in this world that's stumbling around, they can see something in me that they don't see in anybody else that I can give them the answer. What does Pharaoh need in the darkness that he's in? What does Nebuchadnezzar need in the darkness that he's in? He needs someone that can give an answer. Look back at Genesis 41. It don't get no better than this. In fact, it goes downhill from here. That was the best one I had. What do they need? They need somebody that will give them the answer. <laughs> what else does Pharaoh need? He needs someone with the right attitude. Listen, he caught Joseph's in prison. You remember Joseph? His, he had a dream himself. He told his brothers about, hey, yours bowed down to mine. In other words, you're going to bow down to me. And they didn't like that. His daddy made him a coat of many colors. He went out to the fields. They took and stripped him of the coat of many colors. They were going to kill him. And he said, no, no, we better not do that. But they threw him in a pit. And then comes these uh, band of uh, people come around and says, let's sell him to them. So they sold him into slavery, took this coat, put blood on it, took it back to his dad. And said, daddy, hey, Joseph is dead. Some animal took him, killed him up, and now he's gone. Well, he's gone, but he ain't dead. Joseph 
sold in slavery, goes to Potter's house and they lied on him in Potiphar's house, throws him in prison. He ain't done it. Joseph's knowing that I have I've been wrong all this time. My brothers was against me. Potiphar's against me. Now I'm in prison. Everybody's against me. And the first time Joseph speaks and said, and Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it's not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Now, let's stop right there. If you were in Joseph's place, you've been sold. In the, if your family kicked you out, didn't want you around, they sold you into slavery, you went to Potiphar's house and they lied on you. You did this, you did that. Now, now you're in prison. He's in prison for an awful long time. They don't, the, two, the baker and the cook or your chef say, well, I remember it. But they, they didn't remember that. And here is Pharaoh says, I need some answers. I'm in a dark place and I, I need some answers. But he needs someone with the right attitude. Would you have been said, you don't know, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what, you don't know what I had to face. I, I, I'm just going to sit here and just clam up. I ain't going to say a word because I know what you're going to do. You're going to throw me right back in prison. I ain't saying a word. No, not Joseph. Not Joseph. The one that could have been bitter and upset. We see a man that comes straight out of prison that walks up and has the sweetest, helpful disposition about him. Most people get out of prison. Listen, most people get out of prison are pretty hateful because they think they're there because somebody lied about it. They don't want to help anybody. Whine about everything. Oh, you ought to have been there with me. I was done wrong in life. That, that's a dark place. They do not need to see a bitter Christian. They don't need to see someone that comes out of their dark place whining about why this happened to me. They don't need to see you handle your dark place like the world handles their dark place. The Bible tells us not to sorrow as others sorrow that have no hope. We have hope. The lost have no hope. The world needs to see a person that can say, yes, I've been broken. Yes, I've been in a dark place. Yes, I've been through the sickness. Yes, I've been to the graveyard. Yes, I've gone through this. Yes, I know what I'm going through, but I'm going through with a smile, knowing that I have hope that Jesus is inside of me and I'm going to let my light shine. He needs to see somebody with the right attitude. Look, look at chapter 45. Not only does he need to see someone that has an answer, not only does he need to see someone that has a right now. Let's, let's stop a moment and I'm going to hark on this attitude thing a little bit. 
because I know that since I got a captive crowd, you're not going to get up and walk out. We need to have an attitude of helping others, no matter what you are going through. Now, I, I know some of us sitting here, we've gone through some, we're, some of us still in dark places. I've been told since you've been on this dark thing, I've been in the dark. But the world doesn't see, don't need to see somebody as say, I'm a Christian, I'm full of Christ, I'm walking with God, and the whole time you're in a dark place, why did this happen? I don't know why. No, no, they need to see somebody. You know what? I can't overcome. God said, I, Jesus said, I've overcome the world, so you can overcome. You can overcome the darkness. I look at it this way. No matter what I'm in in the darkness, I know there's an end because Christ is with me. And I've told you, the only constant thing in the dark is that God is there with you. And when we learn to see God in the darkness, maybe you'll learn to smile in your darkness. Say, thank you, Lord. I, I don't know why you brought me here, but I do know that you'll take me through. And on the other side, I'm going to be better than I am now. The world needs to see Christians with better attitudes. And I'm telling you what, I've seen some Christians that had attitudes that just would knock your socks off. I have. I was, I've told this before, and I think it's the greatest illustration I could ever think. I know this woman that says she was a Christian. I went to lunch, went to McDonald's. Don't do that no more. She's about three people ahead of me. She was standing at the counter, and she wanted to supersize her order. She didn't need to be supersized. And when he brought it out that wasn't supersized, she let out some supersized words. She got upset, got ran, ran and raving and all that stuff. Turn around and see me. Went, gotcha. A lady come in an office one day. I had her in office. She was going to complain about things. She complained, complained, why? And then just start letting out all these words that only sailors let out. And I stopped and said, ma'am, you go to church? She said, yes, I do. I said, what church is that? She told me the church. She said, why? I said, I want to come and talk to your pastor. I said, why do you want to do that? Because you, what he's got in his church, I'd hate to see the rest of them. She shut up. We don't, we don't need to see Christians acting like the world. Our attitude needs to be different than what the world. I understand you've got to have problems. I understand you're going to get up one day and have a bad day. I understand that. But when you're having a bad day, stop and ask God to help you. He, he needed someone that can give him the answer that he needed. He needed to see someone that had the right attitude. But he needed to see someone that acts like Jesus. Verse 36. He said, and that food should be stored to the hand against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt. And the land perished not through the famine. What's going on here? Joseph is giving them answers on how to keep the nation from perishing. Jesus said that they should not perish but have everlasting life. Joseph is mirroring it, Jesus. Joseph is giving that picture of Jesus in the Bible in the Old Testament. He's acting like Christ. Verse 38, And Pharaoh said unto the servants, Can we find such one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? Luke 4 said, And Jesus turned to the power of the Spirit. Joseph said, And the Spirit of God is in him. 
Verse 39, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath showed thee all these, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Matthew 12, the queen of Sheba come and said, uh, looking for Solomon to be the wisest man. She came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And Jesus said, behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Speaking of himself. Verse 4, thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. John 12, he that rejected me has rejected not my word. He had rejudged him. The word I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last days. It is the word of God. It's the word of God. And he made a ride the second chariot. Which he had, and he cried before him, Bow thou knee. And the Bible says, Every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that the Lord is the Lord of lords. Verse 44 And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in the land of Egypt. In other words, what he's saying, Without you, nobody can do nothing. Jesus said, Without me, you can do nothing. See, the, the world needs to see Jesus in you. Joseph takes a Gentile bride. Jesus takes a Gentile bride. The church. Joseph is 30 years old when he started, stood before Pharaoh. Jesus was 30 years old when he started his ministry. See the, the comparison, but looking like Jesus. What this man needs in the dark, he needs someone that's acting like Jesus. Let me ask you this. Is there anything in you that would remind lost people of Jesus? Is there anything in your life at work or your children, in school, in different places that God takes you? I'm not asking to be like Joseph. Because Joseph is like Jesus over, uh, I think, 150 ways in the Bible. Joseph is compared to Jesus in the same ways. I'm just, is anything in your life that somebody said, boy, that lady, that lady really acts like Jesus. Man, that, that man really, he really, he really acts like Jesus. God has left you here to shine. Shine in the darkness. Outside of these four walls. Now, I want you to understand that. We love to come to church and do all this stuff. But God says, you know what? You go outside in the dark. And it is dark out there. That's when you should shine. Joseph said that you all, that you are, we're in charge. Joseph told his brothers, y'all thought y'all were in charge. The whole time you were counting your money after selling me, faking my death, the whole time, God put me here. God said it, Joseph said it three times. God put me here. God brought me here. God did this. God put me here. You know what will keep you happy in the middle of your darkness? All the way out through the other side of your dark place. Knowing that God brought you here. God brought you to that dark place. He could have stopped it. But he didn't. Why? Because he's going to use you to help someone else in a dark place. 
He knows the world needs somebody to act like Jesus, somebody to shine. He knows the world needs somebody that has to have the answer. And he knows the only one he can have is those that he brings to a dark place and see through them on the other side. Paul said in 2 Corinthians, God, who comforts us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comfort of God. God allows us to help someone else the same way God helped us. When a lost man is in the middle of a dark place and needs someone that has an answer, are you the one, someone that has an answer? He needs to see someone that has the right attitude. Do you have the right attitude? He sees someone's acting like Christ in this world. Are you acting like Christ? I know to the world, you are weird. <laughs> I know that. Everything you do is weird. Look at you. They'll come up and say, you go to church that many times, uh, Sunday, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I said, I go that many times. If we open the doors that time, I'll be there. Well, that's just plumb weird. You read the Bible? Yes, I read it every day. What do you get out of it? I get a lot of it. That's just plumb weird. You witness the people? Yes. Would you tell them about God, tell them about Christ, what they can do for them? I say, yes, that's just plumb weird. They want to put you down, tell you all kinds of things. Let me mark this down, mark it down real good. The first person they come to when they're in a dark place is someone just like you. And they won't do it out in the open. <laughs> They'll call you on the phone when nobody's looking. <laughs> Please, I'm going through a bad day. Can you help me out here? Pray for me, brother. Pray for me. They don't want the co-workers to know they've come to the Christian, that somebody that knows her. They, well, that was a Christian at work. He, Christian upside, one side, down the other side. They know that. Don't, don't talk to them about the Bible. You're going to be there for a while. And you come over, brother, and you know, catch you in a place where you're nobody else around. Can you, can you pray for me? I'm just going through a bad time. You pray for me. They don't want everybody else to know that. But you're the first person they run to. You're the first person they look forward to. Because you know why? And I figured this out. They know the world can't help them. So they're looking for someone that has the answers. They're looking for someone that has the right attitude. I've been there through, buddy. I'm saying I've been there. How can you go through that with a smile? It's not me. It's not in me. It's who is in me. They're looking for somebody that looks like and acts like Christ. That's who they're looking for. That's what the world needs. And we need to shine our light more and more, and especially in the time we're living in. Let me tell you what, it is getting to be a dark world. Getting to be a dark, dark world. But if you let your light shine, people will see it. You can't help people out. Amen.